Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. And welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. Missionary here since 1996. And uh, what a blessing it is to be able to be with you again today. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, what a great promise that is. And uh, that, again, is what this program is all about, encouraging you to always abound in the work of the Lord, always try to do more, always take that extra step, and uh, see what else that we can do for the Lord in the remaining days that we have left. And uh, we don't know how much time we have. I believe his coming is right around the corner. And, uh, and, and for sure, uh, even if his coming delays, uh, we understand that death could happen at any time. And uh, so we want to make sure that we don't wait. We want to make sure that we don't, uh, uh, become lazy, become lackadaisical in our service of the Lord. We want to make sure that we're doing everything we can uh, to please Him and honor Him and glorify Him and uh, do the best we can to further the kingdom of God. Well, today is going to be a bit of a culture day, and uh, I just want to share with you some of the culture here in Uganda. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. Every place you go, I've lived in many different countries. I've, I've had the opportunity of living in uh, Spain and Germany, Italy, uh, lived uh, a little bit in the States. And, and of course, most of the time in my life, I've lived here in Uganda. And uh, every single culture or every single country has its own culture. And, uh, and that culture sometimes is very strange to our culture because by the very fact that it's a culture, it, it's, it's identified to that particular group of people. And uh, so, uh, so culture, sometimes if we're not careful, we think that our culture is the only way and our culture is the, uh, the only right way of doing things. And so because of that, we look at other cultures as being very, very strange. And uh, so what thing you have to do as a missionary, uh, not just as a missionary, but anywhere you go to visit, if you go into another country, you've got to realize that uh, when you go to another country, you are there as a guest, you are there uh, from another country, and you cannot expect uh, their culture to adapt to your culture, because just because it's American culture does not mean it's the right way of doing things necessarily. And, uh, and so you have to come into a country with humility. You have to come into a country and, and be willing to endure. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that as, as we go along with this. But you, you've got to be willing to endure some things that you may not like, that you may think is crazy, that you may think is, is just not uh, acceptable. And uh, you may have to endure it. And you may have to go through it. And, and I've seen a lot of uh, uh, American missionaries that come over and they just cannot adapt to the culture. And uh, they're always talking bad about it. They're always putting it down. They're always trying to badmouth it. And it's no wonder that they do not have an influence or do not build a relationship uh, with the people. Now, uh, when culture goes against the Word of God, we all agree uh, that uh, we say no to the 
culture, and we say yes to the Word of God, and we do teach that here, and we do practice that, and we encourage people uh, that, listen, just because it's your culture doesn't mean it's right. Uh, Whether it's Ugandan culture or American culture, uh, it doesn't matter. If it goes against the Word of God, then it's wrong. And, uh, And so what we've got to do is we have to sit back and we have to look at every uh, everything that they practice, everything that they do, and we need to say, okay, is that for or against the Word of God? If it's not against the Word of God, then we need to humble ourselves and adapt ourselves to their culture. Now, in some cases, uh, there may be an opportunity for you to present a better way uh, and uh, maybe an easier way of doing things or maybe a way that they have not thought about before. And and I don't have a problem with that, but, but we need to come about it not as a uh, a brash American that just says that our way is the only way, and if you don't do it our way, you're crazy. Um, that's that's not uh, the attitude we need to have. And sad to say, uh, many times in many countries, as Americans, we have a bad reputation because uh, we think that uh, the American way is the only way. Now, um, this last week, I had the opportunity of uh, going to one of our uh, national pastors introductions and uh, an introduction is a uh, it's just that you are going there to be introduced uh, to the family of the bride and uh, so it's quite different uh, in our culture typically if you're going to do it right you would you, the man would go to the uh, parents of the woman and request permission to be able to marry their daughter, and uh, and usually uh, usually it's a yes or no or maybe a wait, but uh, but that's typically what happens there. But in the culture here, uh, they're very family oriented, and so they want you to be introduced to everyone. Uh, they want you to know who the uncles are, who the aunts are, who the sisters are, who the brothers are, who the grandparents are, and uh, and so they have in the culture here what is called an introduction. And so uh, the man, first of all, goes to the parents and says, all right, what do, uh, what do I need to bring uh, to, for, as the bride price uh, for uh, your daughter? And uh, so they tell you what you need to bring. And so you go back home and you prepare uh, what they want you to bring. And then at the introduction is when you bring that. And so you bring all of the things that they've expected of you to bring. And uh, when you have brought those, uh, then they at that time will uh, give you permission to marry their daughter. And at that time you are introduced uh, to all of their family. So introductions are quite uh, common here. Uh, I've been to countless numbers of introductions. And, and again, to be honest with you, the introduction and the way they do things uh, goes very much against uh, our culture. It goes very much against the way we think of things to be done. And I hate, I'll be honest with you, I hate going to introductions. I, I don't like it. I don't like the way they do it. I don't like all the drama and the, the performance and all that kind of stuff. But it's not against the Word of God. And so I uh, try to humble myself and I try to adapt myself to their culture and show them that even though I'm an American, I'm willing to celebrate uh, within their culture uh, what they uh, desire to do. Now, so let me just share with you a little bit about this introduction that we went to. 
And uh, it was an introduction, honestly, like no other introduction I've been to. Even our national men that went with us had said that they had never seen anything like this before. And uh, so anyway, uh, before this time, our brother, uh, and most of you have met them on our podcast, Brother brother Biaquaso, uh, who lost his wife to cancer, he uh, is uh, attempting or desiring to be remarried. And so he met this, uh, this lady and... Uh, he went to the family, and the family says, all right, uh, if you want our daughter, you have to bring five cows. And uh, that's quite common here in some uh, areas. Uh, the Baconzo, they're very much interested in goats, and uh, you have to bring goats. Um, in this culture that we're with, the Bahima culture, uh, they're very much interested in cows. In the Abincoli culture, they're very much interested in cows. Um, in the Baganda culture here, it could be anything <laughs> uh, the, the, where we work. I'm, I've seen them request refrigerators. I've seen them request cows. I've seen them request couch sets. I've seen them request clothes. Um, you know, they could request any number of things. But in this particular one we went to, they told them you have to bring five cows. Now, understand this, that uh, the average income in Uganda is about $100 uh, a month. And, uh, and so when you talk about five cows, you're talking about a cow just by itself here, uh, a cow is going to run you about, uh, you know, about, f you know, well, let me just, let me just figure it up. I got a calculator here. Um, 2 million shillings, uh, for a cow and uh, the current exchange rate now is 3800 uh, for the dollar. So that means uh, that you're looking at uh, about $526 for a cow. All right. Now you take that times five cows and uh, you're looking at $2,630 uh, that you're required to bring. Uh, and uh, in this particular tribe, they... they in some tribes, they will allow you to um, to exchange money, and they'll just say, well, we want uh, five cows, but you can also bring the money. But in this particular culture that we went to, they want the physical cows. So we had to get a truck, and uh, the truck, we they loaded the five cows on there, and we drove literally seven hours uh, to get to this introduction. We followed behind the truck with the cows in it. and uh, But again, here's a man who makes maybe $100 a month, and uh, and and he's got to save and scrimp and try to get people to help him and try to get people to assist him uh, to try to get uh, about $2,600 uh, to, to be able to. I mean, that's almost that's more than two years of pay uh, for some of these guys and uh, to try to get these cows to appease them. And so anyway, uh, so we got the cows and uh, we're following, we're going to this introduction. And uh, this introduction is just, I mean, it is in the deepest bush I've ever been to. I mean, we were driving on literal cow paths. I mean, there, it was not a road. It was not even a two strips, you know, through the grass. I mean, it was literally a cow path that we were driving through. And it's one of those situations where you expect lions to come out, you expect giraffes and, and uh, elephant and whatever. But, uh, but we're going through and we finally ended up in this village and just a traditional village, uh, thatched roofs and mud huts. And, and, uh, and so sure enough, they had a couple of tents set up there. And uh, one tent is for the groom's uh, family, and the other 
tent is for the bride's family. And uh, those tents are facing each other. So we get there. Uh, they backed up the truck to one of the ant hills that were on the property there, unloaded the cows. Then they brought the cows over to buy one of the huts, and all the village leaders gather around those five cows. And probably, I would say, 15 or 20 minutes, they're discussing those cows to determine if those cows are acceptable. And uh, they're looking at the legs of the cows, the eyes of the cows, the teeth of the cows, the ears of the cows. I mean, they're looking at everything. And uh, and the the groom, Brother Bucuaso, is over here. And, the, you know, we're kind of nervous. Are they going to accept the cows or not? Did we come all this way for nothing? And uh, finally, after uh, some intense moments there, they finally said, okay, we'll accept the cows. And you, <laughs> you would have thought that somebody scored a goal in a football match. I mean, it was just uh, exciting. Everyone was cheering. And, 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 and then that now then begins the introduction. And uh, so then we all come over to our tents. And, uh, and all this time, we never see the bride in this particular culture. They, she is secluded in one of the huts. She's not allowed to come out. And uh, so she's secluded in that area. And uh, so we're over there with, uh, with, we're, we're with a group of the bridegroom. And, and uh, then the opposite tent has all the family members of the, of the bride. And so they begin negotiations back and forth and, and talking about this and, you know, well, you know, normally we don't let her leave at this time, and, but we're asking you if we can leave because we've traveled a long distance and so just going back and forth. And in this whole process, the groom is not allowed to say a word. He, he, cannot, he cannot even speak a word. So he has a representative that is doing all the negotiating for him. And so, so that goes back and forth and uh, they ask him different questions questions about what he does and and uh, where he's from and what tribe he's from and what clan he's from. And and uh, then there is the introductions of uh, the different family members, who the aunts are, who the uncles are, who the brothers and sisters are, and uh, back and forth like that. And uh, finally, at the uh, very end of this, uh, they said, all right, uh, we're going, since you've come a long distance, uh, we're going to let you take her today. And uh, again, nor, that's not a normal thing because normally she would uh, stay in the house there uh, until that he is ready to, to do the wedding ceremony part. And so then once the wedding is ready, then he would call for her to come down. But again, it was a seven-hour journey. And so they said, is it okay if she goes ahead and comes down and uh, we'll prepare for the wedding and, uh, and then you know go from there. And so again, after all those negotiations, uh, they finally accepted that and we were very thankful. Well, then comes the most interesting part. Uh, there was the truck that had the cows. There was a van that brought several members uh, that came with the groom. And then there was my vehicle. And so of the three, my vehicle was the nicest. And so because my vehicle was the nicest, they said, we want your vehicle to take the, the future bride out of the village. Well, in Uganda culture, and uh, this is not just the Bahima, but even the Muganda are this way. Um, whenever the bride is at the wedding or even at the introduction here, the bride is not allowed to smile. She's not allowed to laugh. She's not allowed to act like she's having a good time. As a matter of fact, 
if you came to a Ugandan wedding, you would think that the bride was having the worst day of her life. And uh, it's just so opposite to what we do in the United States, because in the United States, everything is about joy and excitement and happiness. And, and you know, uh, you can just see the, 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 the glow many times on the face of the bride. But over here, uh-uh, it's totally different. And the reason for that is in their mindset and the way that they think, if she is smiling or if she is laughing or having a good time, then that is telling her family that she is excited and uh, she is joyful about getting out of their home. And so in the culture here, they want you to show yourself as being sad uh, because you are leaving your home, you're leaving your mom, you're leaving your dad, and, uh, and it would be very offensive to the family if she showed any type of joy or excitement uh, about that. And so again, very unusual. But I'm used to that, and, and, and I, we did a wedding just a couple of weeks ago I told you about with uh, Brother Grace Chitimbo, and, and, uh, and, and I saw that, and, and I, I accept that, and I understand that. But this one was over the top, and, and I, I wish there was a way that I could show you a video of this because I did video it. But uh, they said, hey, we want you to um, back your vehicle up to the hut uh, where the future bride is. And uh, so I backed it up there and they said, no, you need to get closer. And uh, so I got closer and back, a little bit more. And I mean, I was literally almost two or three feet from the front door of the hut. Uh, because again, in their culture, the, you're not allowed to see her. And, and as a matter of fact, even when she comes out that short distance, uh, she is completely covered with a shroud. And on top of that, they put an umbrella over her head uh, to make sure that nobody can see her. Well, so I'm parked there, and, and I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be the traditional type of thing. Then all of a sudden, I start hearing screaming, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And, uh, and sure enough, the future bride is just screaming and hollering, and she's throwing herself on the ground, and, uh, and her brothers, get this, her brothers are literally dragging her out of the hut and she is fighting against them. She's falling on the ground and, uh, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And it, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, are we doing something illegal here? Uh, is there something that we should uh, be aware of? And I was looking over at our men, and our men were kind of surprised about it too because they'd never seen anything like this. But she was just screaming and hollering. Finally, her brothers pick her up, and uh, she is just fighting against them. And, and quite literally, and I kid you not when I say this, I can show you the video, uh, quite literally, they threw her in the back seat of my car. And uh, first first her aunt got in, and uh, then they put her in, and she's screaming and hollering and crying and sniffling and all this kind of stuff. Uh, now, once we got out of the village, she was perfectly fine, and everything was okay. You know, She had put on her act, and the family had seen that, uh, that she is, uh, she's not wanting to leave her home, and she's not wanting to leave it. And, and I look over at the future husband, Brother Buquaso, and he's standing over there talking to the men like nothing's happened and everything's okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, here, this woman is fighting uh, to be married to you, and you don't seem to be worried about it at all. And so it, it's just, it was just one of the most unusual things. Then there's another thing that is very interesting. As I said before, the aunt got in the vehicle first and uh, then followed by her because in the culture here, the aunt is the one who 
first of all, before the wedding, the aunt is the one that shares with her all the facts of life. And uh, that, that is the aunt's responsibility to do that. But not only that, but the aunt has a responsibility to spend the first two weeks with the bride and the groom to make sure, uh, and, and, and it's the, she is there to make sure that the bride is doing her job as far as cooking and far as knowing how to wash clothes, as far as, because they don't want any shame to be on the family uh, that they have given a woman that doesn't know how to do these things. And so they send the aunt, and, and again, this is in many of the tribes here in Uganda, they send the aunt, and the aunt will spend a couple of weeks with them, with the newlyweds, yes, that's what I'm saying, uh, with the newlyweds, and uh, to make sure that the bride is doing what she's supposed to be doing so she does not bring shame uh, on, the, uh, on the family. And uh, so anyway, it was, it was a very unusual time. I still, to this time, have not seen the bride. I, I don't even know what she looks like. And so uh, we've got a, a planned meeting. We're going to be coming up here in a couple of days and uh, going to meet Brother Bequasso and, uh, and this lady and uh, talk about their future and what they're going to be doing. And so, so it's just, uh, it was just a very unusual day, a very interesting day. And uh, it, it just, the, the, the Uganda culture here never ceases to amaze me. And, and again, normally when, when I first came, when I first came, I used to get so perturbed. I used to get so upset, you know, because they're not starting on time. The music is loud. And why are they doing it this way? And this doesn't make sense. And, and a long time ago, I learned, you know what, I'm here for them. I'm not here to promote my own agenda. I'm not here to promote my own ideas. I'm here for them. And, uh, and so this is the way they do it. And, uh, I don't have to like it inside, but on the outside, I can smile on the outside. I can let them know that I'm glad that I'm there. And, uh, but, uh, but one thing you have to understand is when you come into another culture, you are not there to change their culture. You're there to bring them Christ and Christ will change their lives and Christ will, uh, will put them on a better track. And there's no doubt about that. Any country in this world uh, that has turned to Christianity and that has turned to Christ, their culture gets better. And there's no doubt about that. That is, a, that is an absolute fact. Um, but, but I'm not here to change their culture. I'm here to bring them Christ. And if I can bring them Christ, then Christ can change their life. And, and we've seen that. We've seen that in our church here. We've seen that with several of our people here. That and, and I told our people this. I said, listen, you look at all that and you say that's very weird, that's very queer, that's very uh, unusual. But I said, listen, uh, you have to be the ones to change it. You have to be, if you think it's wrong, if you don't think it's right, you have to be the one to change it. You have to be the one that says, hey, this is not the way uh, these things should be done. And, and, and it's your responsibility then uh, to step up and say, hey, I'm not going to do this for my girls. I'm not going to sell them uh, for, for not any amount of cows. I'm not going to sell them for any amount of goats. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm not against the bride price. I'm not against giving gifts. Uh, but when you demand these things in replacement of the woman, uh, then it becomes nothing more than buying and selling. And so you see that here all the time and it is very sad. And, uh, and it's something that, that I don't like, and I don't want to be uh, a part of. 
but only Jesus Christ is going to be able to change that. Uh, you're not going to be able to change their culture. And a lot of times, these guys uh, in our church that get saved, I mean, we just had another couple in our church, uh, Brother Benjamin and uh, Priscilla, they're wanting to get married. And so they just got back yesterday from going up to their introduction, and uh, and they thought they had everything ready. They, they brought everything that was demanded of them, and uh, they got up there, and uh, they, again, the same type of introduction where they want this and talking this and talking this. And uh, the conclusion was they came back from the introduction and the family refused uh, to give the woman as the wife. And you say, well, why did they refuse? Because they want one more cow. And so he's got to now come up, try to come up with the money to get a cow. And, uh, and once he gets that money for the cow, then they will sign off on it and say, okay, you can have our daughter uh, as your wife and, uh, and go from there. And so it's, it's, it's an unusual culture. It's, a, it's an unusual situation, uh, but, uh, but it, just, it does make life interesting here in Uganda. And, uh, you know, right now in our Bible college, I'm teaching Bible geography and customs. And again, uh, the way things were done in Bible times, the way culture was back then, uh, again, very unusual for us today. And so culture changes with times and, and uh, culture changes with, with countries and locations. Even, even in, the, in the United States of America, we have uh, different cultures from the North and the South, and many times different cultures from the West Coast uh, uh, and East Coast to the Central Plains. It's just a different mindset, a different way of thinking. And uh, so if God calls you someplace, if God leads you someplace, learn to adapt, right? Bring them Christ. Don't compromise against Christ. Don't compromise against the word of God, but learn to adapt. Learn to give yourself to your people and say, hey, I am here for you. I am here to help you. I'm here to bring Christ to you. I'm here to teach you. I'm not here to change your culture. I'm not here to make Americans out of you. Uh, I'm here to bring Christ. I'm here to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, so anyway, today uh, I just wanted to spend a little time. Uh, that was a very, very traumatic time in my life last week. Uh, honestly, uh, it was exactly what I imagined things would be if I was part of a group that was trying to kidnap a woman. I mean, that's exactly what uh, I felt like. I'm sitting there, I'm in this driver's seat, like I'm the driver of the getaway car, and uh, they're capturing this woman and throwing her in the back seat, and we head off to the uh, head off out of the village. But uh, it wasn't a kidnapping; it was uh, it was part of their culture. That's just the way they do things, and uh, no doubt the aunt in there told her to act that way and told her to act in such a way to make sure that people know that she is not excited about leaving the village. And so, uh, so a lot of different things, uh, there. And, uh, so pray for them, uh, pray as they, uh, start getting their wedding together, pray for brother Bukwaso that he'll do things right. And, uh, pray as we meet the girl and, and uh, make sure she's where she needs to be. They're not married yet. They've only had the introduction. And, uh, so the first part is done. And, uh, so now we just need to get them married. Also pray for Benjamin and Priscilla as well, that uh, he'll be able to get that cow, and uh, that way they can get their marriage finalized. It's just such a blessing to see God's people over here when they learn the truth, when they learn what is right. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to see them start making these different changes in their lives uh, to please and honor and glorify the name of Jesus Christ so God can bless them in their marriages. Amen. Well, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain 
in the Lord. And uh, it's not in vain. Sometimes the work of the Lord can be very interesting, and uh, but it's always fun. It's always a good time. And uh, we're, one day we're going to look back on it and laugh and say, wow, what, that was just an amazing, amazing time. And uh, don't forget, if you have not done so already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, I just got a uh, uh, message today from a new listener uh, that uh, appreciated the program, and uh, the program has been a blessing and a help to them. And so that's a blessing. And so if you have not done so already, uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, if you can contact us through our website, casestensisfamily.com, and uh, you can uh, get on there, send us a message, let us know you're listening, and uh, let us know how we have been able to be a blessing to you. And that would be an encouragement to us as well. Well, God bless you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I encourage you to be always abounding in the work of the Lord, looking for ways and opportunities to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ as his coming is very near. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.